Coming to you from Silicon Valley, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm on the hunt for recruiting leaders, producers, innovators, and pioneers who've made their mark on the industry and can't wait to share their points of view. We'll tackle the tough topics and dig deep to find the answers you're looking for and some actionable advice you can take to the bank. So stick around and stay tuned, and welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. This week on Recruiting Trailblazers, Gabby Preston Fipers. She's the co-founder of Tooled Up Raccoons. Not a boring name for a company, but then Gabby's not a boring person. She's a Boolean person. And she doesn't just like Boolean, she loves it. And I'm pretty sure that after hearing my conversation with Gabby, you might just want to reevaluate your relationship with Boolean too. Anyway, this one was a ton of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, and by the way, before we get going, if you or your team is at all stuck or lacking inspiration at the moment, I can help. Just book a 30-minute intro call with me by going to marcuschat.com where you'll find my calendar. Thanks. You are a Boolean expert. And what's your background, Gabby? My background is absolutely not in recruitment, which is what makes it so much fun. So my background is actually... I worked in investment banking straight out of university for JP Morgan for my sins or whatever you want to call it. Um, And I worked back office, middle office, front office, operationally looking after clients, did that for about eight years and then bounced into software sales, selling into accountants, which was an interesting pivot on my job. The true pivot. I am the pivot queen. I love a good pivot. And then at that point, had my daughter decided to actually that role didn't really fulfill me. And I wanted to be a role model for my daughter of doing what I love, not what I have to do. So I bounced out, joined our family recruitment business. And I just love everything operational. Like I hate inefficiency. And it was in that moment that I came across Boolean for sourcing and I just fell in love. I just, everything about it was so structured and so beautiful. And I was like, I need to show people actually how amazing and artistic this skill is and corrupt more recruiters and getting them onto it. So that's what got wow. me into Boolean. I've never heard anybody describe Boolean in, with so much passion <laughs> and so much love. I mean, how does your husband feel about this love affair? I, do you know what? Thankfully, he's in on it as well. We're one of those modern age relationships. It's me, him and Boolean all in bed together. Do you know what, actually? <laughs> I, I love like our dinner time conversations are probably if you were to fly on our wall, you'd like we came across a situation on one of the platforms and we were like, did you know that Boolean search didn't work? And he was like, oh, no way. And we were like trying to solve it. And it was like, oh, my God, this is our lives. We are married and we're at the table getting overexcited about Boolean inefficiencies and problems. I think we need to get out more. And what's worse is our yes, little kids are listening do. to us. <laughs> our kids are listening, being like, what are you talking about, mom? Yeah, it kind of begs the question, what do you do for fun? Oh, we like do mental this. detection? Or- <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay, actually, it probably is that bad. No, it's literally, who, who needs a hobby when you've got bullying, eh? No, no, right. no one does. Okay. No one does. <laughs> so, but I thought bullying was kind of dying off. Because all of these new tools, all of these new sourcing tools come with their power filters and they basically make recruiters much lazier than they need to be and say, no, we can do that all for you. And the biggest sort of culprit here is, of course, is LinkedIn Recruiter, right? Do you Um, know what? Tell me what you think of the power filters in LinkedIn Recruiter. (laughs) 
I mean, we're, this is like, what, we've got to have this PG, right? So I'm just going to say there is a bleep somewhere across this conversation. But I've, I'm a firm believer, right, that Boolean has a place and filter has a place. It's not about using one or the other. It's about using the functionality you have available at your fingertips. So if a platform allows you to use Boolean, bloody use it. Don't ignore it. Like it, it will always beat a filter every day of the week. My problem with some of these platforms that are coming out, automating your searches for you and all this stuff, the really, really interesting thing is, is actually when you look at a lot of their materials about what they're presenting, they're actually using Boolean anyway. They're making you write Boolean. But the problem is they're telling you, you don't know how, to, you don't need to know how to write Boolean. They're going to do it for you, which is even more ludicrous because you're trusting a platform who's not a specialist in your sector to write your search strings. I mean, I think we can all agree where that's going to go badly wrong. So it just annoys me. I think people, recruiters are smarter than people tell them they are. And that is just a fundamental fact. And I think the more technology that comes out going, I'll do it for you, I'll do it for you, I'll do it for you, kind of dumbs down how smart these people are, where we're, my view on it is actually like, why don't you just hone in your knowledge? Take what's in your brain grab it and use it as kind of your USP to go find these candidates. Because I promise you, you will be a piece of technology every single day of the week. And if you're also one of those people worried about losing your job to a robot in the next 10 to 15, maybe 20 years, adding in these texts that automate everything for you is not helping your position because you're going to forget how to do it yourself. And I don't want to rag on, on LinkedIn Recruiter. It's a, an amazing platform that's helped me and millions of other recruiters be successful. Yeah. But it doesn't sort of invite you to write Boolean, does it? It sort of says, oh, you don't really need to do that because look, you can just click on all these filters. And the problem with that, I imagine, and you're the expert, so you're going to tell me in a minute, is that you're going to end up with exactly the same results as, every, as everybody else. 100%. Everett, you know, it's so refreshing to hear someone else say it and not just me banging on my Boolean drum here. But it is, the problem is with filters and it's like, they look really sexy. So like if you take a job filter, for example, if you wrote in social marketing manager, I think it's this one that has about 44 variations on a title. And you would think that on those filters that they're going to capture all the variations. They absolutely don't. But what it does do is ensure that if you and your competitor who is sitting 10 minutes down the road is using exactly that same filter, the only difference between you and them catching that candidate first is how many people they've got on their team hunting it. You need to be smarter at how you kind of go and find candidates. You want to find the candidates that other competitors aren't going to find because they're just literally skimming the surface because they're just pulling up filters. When you start digging underneath and getting some really sexy candidates – that's where the gold is, right there. It takes a bit of time. It takes a bit of thought. But oh my gosh, if a one-man band can kick the ass of a kind of 20-man team, surely it's worth it. Surely. Right. So are you saying that if you're using the LinkedIn sort of power filter um, searchability, then you're sort of fishing in the same small pool as everybody else who's using those filters? And in fact, there's a big ocean out there ready to be discovered if you use Boolean? Exactly that. Exactly that. Like there is, they're, they're literally, we have got like an iceberg, you know, the beautiful iceberg that everybody loves drawing out no matter what topic you're talking about. Yeah. But the iceberg we've got is very much right at the top is the filter search. Then we've got people still above the waterline who are 
dabbling in Boolean. We're talking using one or two, maybe three words at a push. And then underneath that waterline is this whole depth of candidates that exist within the tool, but they don't conform to the standard titles or words that are used in the filters they've designed. And this is the problem we live in. We live in a world of creativity. We've created all these beautiful platforms, whether it's LinkedIn or it's your um, kind of social media platforms. People are allowed to be creative right? And as soon as you allow them to be creative, they no longer conform to those individual buzzwords that live on a job description, which means they no longer fit within the filter criterion that all these platforms have designed. And that means the only way to find them is to cut through that, create some beautiful Boolean strings that accommodate those variations in creativity. And only then will you find those candidates that live below the filter you're not going to find them any other way. Right. I completely understand what you're saying because people don't write their resumes with LinkedIn's power filters in mind. They write them creatively and they write them using the English language and, yep. and all the other languages. But if you use the power filters that these sourcing tools allow you to use, that's not using your imagination, is yep. it? And that's not sort of looking outside of the you know, that central pool of candidates and it's not capturing all the people who haven't actually written a particularly good profile or resume. Exactly. Because I think LinkedIn Recruiter sort of assumes that everybody's got a fully fledged profile on the platform and it's fleshed out with everything they've ever done, all the skills, all the experience, everything, which is the promise it sort of makes the LinkedIn Recruiter user. So you can find all these people, but you can't. And in fact, I think that a lot of people on LinkedIn don't want to be found anymore. And this is particularly prevalent in the software engineering field because, you know, they just get hit up so many times. You can actually hide in plain sight on LinkedIn by removing some of your skills and some of your experience, yep. but still sort of being there just in case. And so you've got to look outside the box, haven't you, in order to be able to find these people. Now, does Boolean work? I mean, it works inside LinkedIn, right? Yep. I mean, you can write a complex Boolean string and it works perfectly inside yep. LinkedIn. What are the other platforms that it works extremely well on? So it will work across all your CRMs. Yep. So every single CRM. So and this is one of the things that bugs me about recruiters as well and sourcing for candidates. They have lots of tools where they scrape data off the internet and add it into their CRMs, ATSs, et cetera, but they don't go and hunt back in there. So actually you can create a Boolean string that you can apply to your CRM and then you can apply it into a job board right? Most job boards actually accept Boolean as a search mechanism. They do not obviously state it, by the way. So in the little search bar that you have across the top, it will not say, please insert Boolean. What it will say is basically pick a bloody filter. But you can take that Boolean string, put it into there. You can use X-Ray, which is a form of Boolean, put it into kind of your Google searches or Viadio or whatever other platform you want to put it in. You can put it in there. You can use X-Ray on GitHub. You can use all these different techniques on more platforms than you can imagine. I mean, I even put Boolean into YouTube the other day. And I came back with a list of people who speak about a specific topic, are from a specific background. So it's great diversity. And then what I did is I went, oh, here's all the people talking about that topic. They are from the diversity background I'm looking for. Now I'm just going to go and find them on LinkedIn and go and, and go and connect with them. So you can pretty much take it everywhere. You just have to be a little bit careful because there are character limitations and some nuances in terms of which operators and modifiers work in each of those platforms. But once you can get your head around that, you're off and you're flying. Right. And you can actually do x-ray searching through Google on LinkedIn. Yep. 
you if can. you don't have a LinkedIn recruiter account and yep. you can actually access all of the profiles if you go via Google instead yep. of via LinkedIn, right? But yeah. you have to do a proper x-ray Boolean search, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's a slightly different search and x-ray definitely has a place. So for example, we were working with some accountants um, they own a big recruitment firm and we were teaching them how to do x-ray into a public profile that has a registry of all registered accountants. And they were like, I didn't even know this existed. And it's free information. It says who they are, where they work, what their qualification is. So you can do things like that. The only thing with x-ray is it's not potentially as detailed because you have a slightly different character construct limitation than you do if you were just using nice advanced Boolean searches in LinkedIn Recruit, where you could have what I think they're currently saying that it's got a 4,000 character limit in LinkedIn Recruit right now. I mean, I've definitely pushed it. I've definitely got near 8,000 on that with a little bit of tweaking and playing around. So it just... You're writing Boolean strings with 8,000 characters? Yes. How long does that take? (laughs) Do you know what? It doesn't. This is the thing. So everyone looks at Boolean and they're like, oh, to get to 8,000 characters is going to take me forever. But when you go through kind of a really simple thought process, and it's something we actually teach, is very much that whole background of think like a candidate. When you have a buzzword in your job description, think about the variations that a candidate may apply. And once you start doing that to each of the buzzwords, and you do it from a job title perspective, a qualifi- um, a key skill perspective, a qualification perspective, and then you start throwing in company Boolean strings, which by the way, is the most underutilized Boolean string in the entire world. And it drives me nuts that more people don't do it. Or just naming the companies where people might be working. Yeah. So where the power comes with a company Boolean string is if you look at all the candidates you've ever placed for a particular client, the odds are you're going to see a bit of a trend about where they've come from and the companies they've passed through based on culture, based on the training programs those companies have. So when we used to run a recruitment business, it was one of the things we did for every client we had. We actually did some analysis over existing candidates that are already in the system, are already with them to see what companies they were coming from. And that kind of gave us a really nice Boolean string that was actually quite chunky to be like, actually, if they have a preference... There clearly is a culture and a training fit between these organizations. Let's start hunting there and then we can expand outwards. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And not showing off, but I've done that many times as well because it just makes perfect sense yep. to say, look, I found some people who who also worked at XYZ company. Yep. Um, you've got some people from there already. And I think that's very powerful because who can argue with that? Um, and I think your point about culture as well, from one culture to another, there are certain companies that just you know, they feed into other companies extremely well because they're very suited from a cultural aspect. Yeah. And this is particularly key in like um, startups. So startups often have this challenge of trying to find people to join their organization where they have a job description, but ultimately in a startup, you're not wearing one hat, you're wearing 20. And it does take a particular personality type to do that. So again, if you use that kind of company list construction mechanism that we're talking about from a Boolean string and you look at it from a startup, like what startups have these kind of candidates been coming from? Again, it gives you, it's not a certainty, but it definitely gives you a direction of travel that these people are more comfortable in the world of startup and would be more flexible potentially kind of to come into a business where you're not just wearing the one, you're wearing 20. Right. I mean, what are some of the main reasons when you first sit down with a potential client, what are some of the main reasons that you can say Boolean is so much more powerful than power filters inside these platforms? 
because I've, again, this comes back to our early point in the fact I need to get a hobby, but I actually spend time for each of the roles I've ever worked and a lot of the clients I've worked with, I actually go onto the platform, say hunting, and I've used the power filter option. And then I've gone and built a Boolean string of exactly the same filter. And I mean, exactly. I've taken word for word this filter and put it into a Boolean. And the results are significantly different, significantly different. And the Boolean is always better, even though they're exactly the same words. Right. But you can also do things with Boolean that you can't do with power filters, like the minus sign. You can tell, Boolean can tell your search what you don't want to see. And I'm not sure if you can do that inside LinkedIn Recruiter. I don't think you can. LinkedIn, you have, so with companies, you certainly can. So there's a little kind of cross you can mark on, but it's incredibly manual to go through and go write the company name, then press, no, I don't want you. And I don't want you. And if you're using LinkedIn Recruit and a job board and various other things, you don't want to be trying to do loads of manual typing and manipulation. But it, you're right with the way that the structures work with Boolean. So going, I want any, I will have any of these combinations and any of these combinations, but I don't want any of this. That is a very unique search that actually I don't think you'll ever achieve with a filter unless you're a complete, I mean, I'd love to meet a filter ninja that loves filters more than anything. We should have a little bit of a Boolean filter off. That would be a bit of an entertaining podcast, wouldn't it? Um and we could run a I'll search like host it. it. <laughs> How hilarious. I mean, I think, I don't know who would sign into that. I would definitely love it. But you can't, you can't dig into that level of granularity. You can't create these beautiful variations that you're looking for that are specific to each role when you're using a filter. You just can't. No platform yeah. allows you to do it. Now, when you're using the power filter functionality in a platform like LinkedIn, as opposed to the Boolean functionality, which they allow, are you actually revealing all of the results or is it just a selection of the results? Selection. Because there are algorithms running in the back end of LinkedIn that nobody really, nobody talks about. Like, do you know when you run a search one month for a person and then you come back and you're like, oh, I'm going to go and search. That job's come up again. I'm going to go and search again. And you seem to have really different, weird results. There are algorithms running constantly. And it's their attempt in many respects to improve diversity hiring. So they will have their own agenda where they're starting to push people up to the top of your searches based on what they think is appropriate and what they need to be pushing at the time. Where filters will it kind of, um, Boolean, sorry, will actually just cut through that. It's going to pull you back exactly who you want and exactly what you're looking for and unearth all these people, like we said earlier, who don't necessarily conform into these absolute job titles or qualification wording that the filter is based around. And then Boolean will also stack rank it by relevancy according to your Boolean string. Yeah. I mean, it will look at that and the, the most suitable people will come at the top. Now in LinkedIn, like you said, I think there's some algorithms going along in the background. So the people that you're presented, number one, isn't necessarily number one in terms of relevance and skills with the power filters that you've used. Is that correct? That's correct. It's who who they want you to see. And again, this is really interesting, this power, this power ranking. So you'll see lots of companies out there that use artificial intelligence. And I use that word very, very loosely because sometimes there's a lot of companies who are bundling it up, calling it artificial intelligence, but there's not really much AI going on right there right now. Let's put it that way. But some of the filters they're making you create are these kind of rank, Are they, do I want to see this number one? This is a number one priority or it's number one, 100 priority. And they're making you do that. Where in actual fact, your Boolean, if created beautifully in its most artistic form, should we say, will automatically go, right, these are the people that are closest to hit your search. 
And if they're, if you'll find, and this is the thing, people are like, oh, I've done a Boolean search and it brought up loads of people that were irrelevant. And they're like, oh, I'm just going back to filtering. I literally sit there and I just want to grab them by the shoulders and go, stop. If it's bringing back people that are irrelevant, it doesn't mean your Boolean is wrong. It just means you need to tweak it. Because if it's pulling back someone you don't want to see, you structured it slightly wrong. So just have a play and move it because even spending those two minutes playing with your Boolean string will be a million times better than going back to a filter and relying on their rankings and algorithms influencing everything you're doing. But if you execute a Boolean search and you go really deep with that search and that string, aren't you sometimes potentially just going to reveal a very narrow group of candidates as opposed to you know, taking a filter approach where you might get a much wider group of candidates and you're, you know, because there are no perfect candidates. Sometimes, as I said earlier, there's people with profiles that don't completely match, but, you know, they might be moving in the right direction and worth a conversation with. So this, again, comes down to people going, I've watched a YouTube video and I know how to put and in between or or in between. And they'll just go, I'm done. If you took a job description, for example, and you just went, I'm going to pull out the main title, which is the title and the job description, and I'm going to pull out the main buzzwords and the main qualifications, and I'm going to stop, you're only ruining it for yourself. Because actually what you've done is you are going to eliminate everyone else you might want to see because you're not thinking like a candidate, you're thinking like a recruiter. Can you give us an example? So what did I have? So for example... I had one the other day for a head chef, really totally random role, not an industry I've ever worked in. And he was like, it's really, really simple. I'm looking for a head chef in London. I was like, okay. So in quotations, he wrote head chef and that was the end of it. And plus I was like, London. Plus London. And I was like, okay. And he went, I don't need to do anything else. No, I went, come with me on a journey. And it was one of those fun moments. And I literally wandered into Google, typed in alternative job titles for head chef. And it transpires there is a European version. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I will just offend everyone's ears on this phone. Um, But I captured another four variations on that title that are actually titles for head chef and have come from Europe and are starting to come over into the UK of how they're known. So we started capturing those. And then I started going, well, actually, when people write chef or even head chef or whatever it may be, are there specific, are there potential spelling mistakes that we're seeing? So I ran a quick search in LinkedIn for just minor errors in spelling. S-H-E-F-F. <laughs> I mean, you, joke, you can't even joke. The things I have had my clients send me, they're like, Gabby, I just saw this and I had to share it with you. And it's like they've taken this screenshot of this title and I'm like – that's their job. Oh my gosh. But when you start thinking like that and going, could there be potential errors? Are there potential job titles that I that isn't necessarily the one on the job description, but it is something someone could refer to themselves as? Let's start incorporating that. And then we started playing around being like, do you know what? Let's separate the words out. So when you have head chef together in quotation marks, when you search for that on a platform, it's looking for someone to have that title Exactly. So it has to have the word head and chef right next to each other. Unfortunately, again, in the land of creativity that we've created in social media land, you can call yourself head and then put a different word in the middle of it and then chef at the end. And in that instance, you wouldn't find that person. So what I was then teaching this person is the asterisks. You can you can use asterisks, but wild cards don't work on LinkedIn Recruiter. 
So there are various platforms, slightly off, but I will get there. So there are various platforms that don't accept wildcard variations. So the wildcard is this little asterisk you've mentioned that basically goes, just for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a wildcard is, is it basically you write the beginning of a word, you put a little asterisk and it will capture anything that contains that word. So engineer is going to pull back engineer, engineering, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So that's just for everyone for context. There are platforms that don't accept them at all. So LinkedIn Recruiter, you would assume it would based on who it is and what they do. They absolutely don't accept it. They don't know how to handle it. So the principle we teach is to always err on the side of caution. Okay. So don't let a system kind of guess for you what you're looking for. Explicitly tell it what you are looking for and only those parameters. And again, Although that kind of covers you if the wild card doesn't work, it also covers you by the fact that there are words in different industries that mean exceptionally different things. So if you use this little wild card, it feels like a really nice nifty trick until you start pulling up candidates that are completely irrelevant for the world you're working in. So I went from banking to selling software into recruitment, and I could probably name five to 10 words that was specific to banking that I moved across each of those industries and it mean, meant something completely different. And I was like, I need to be explicit. If I want something, I have to ask for it. So where we were going with our chef person is it was, it was pull back these examples, pull back these title variations, pull back these spelling mistakes and think about it. And all of a sudden we created this beautiful Boolean structure that wasn't complicated to build. It just took two seconds of you going, let's not think like a recruiter, let's think like a candidate. And all of a sudden they're like, we went from, I think he had about 60 candidates up to about 900 odd. Like it literally game changed, but the number went up. But the way we'd structured the Boolean is it went up, but it was specific. So you widen your search, but narrow it based on the specialization you're working for it, if that makes sense. Kind of. So basically you're saying that asterisks are amateur hour for Boolean search strings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what are the main objections that you get when you start talking to people about why they should be using Boolean and why Boolean isn't in fact dead? The main objection is always the fact I don't have time to build it. And it's really complicated to build. And how do you counter that objection? Because when you say things like 8,000 characters, that that scares the crap out of me as well. (laughs) Do you know what? The funny thing is, I think people have wandered around the world for so long. I mean, it makes me sound like a dinosaur. It makes me sound like I'm 100 or something. I'm not 100, I promise, guys. For anyone who can't see this picture, I promise you I'm not 100 filled with Botox. (laughs) Um, But... They, everyone has been wandering around the internet being like, Boolean is so complicated. You have to be like a genius to understand it. And I'm absolutely calling bullshit. I'm calling it. Boolean isn't complicated at all. It is one of the most simplest techniques to apply. And actually, if you sat down, even if you took an hour a day and you pulled up jobs you'd got and started, like, started to stop and think, not rush, not run, just stop and think. And slowly do that transition from job description, keywords, to thinking like a candidate, what other things could a candidate write, to then starting your hunt. And every moment you go through and you find a candidate that you're like, I love you. You don't just go, okay, add them to our I'll contact you later list. What you do is you stop and go, why did that excite me? What was it about that profile? What does it say in there that I'm like, I need more of you? And go and grab those words and add them to your Boolean strings. Very, very quickly, all of a sudden, you're going to see where you started from nothing 
you're going to end up with these amazing strings that are suddenly building momentum and actually are something you can use across multiple platforms. So they're actually far more efficient than you could imagine. And you can use them over and over again. Because once you've built it once, unlike a filter where you do it every single time you start the search, with a Boolean string, if you've created that golden Boolean string, all you have to do is go to the library, grab it, dump it into your search, and then you can just enrich it. It's not. It's actually more efficient than running a thousand filters on loads of different platforms. It just sounds scary. And I think people are worried about making mistakes because they don't trust themselves to write an accurate Boolean string, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Mistakes, because it's made to feel really complicated, it's almost that, do you know when you go to touch the keyboard, you're like, oh, you can just hear the doubt in your head going, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. But one of the things we did, we noticed it, error, writing errors on your Boolean strings will completely throw your search. It will. But that's why, and I hate to say it, we we actually built a piece of tech for it. We actually have oh, error detection. <laughs> see, see, I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be that person who's attending a podcast being like, go check out my tech. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. We sat there and we identified that exact issue, that fear you have that when you post a Boolean string or run a Boolean string in recruit or wherever you're hunting, it doesn't matter. And you go, it's brought back no results. Is it because my Boolean string is looking for a unicorn or is it because there is an error? And I can't help you with a unicorn hunt. I'm not, I'm not a wizard. I can't do that. But what I can do is with our tech, we've built in multiple error scenarios where we can help you go, oh, actually there's an error here, which would ruin my search. This is where it is and this is how you fix it. So we've taken that away from you so actually, you can actually gain that confidence. And with everything, once you start, it feels scary. But once you get into a bit of a rhythm and you, let's be honest, you're talking to me and Mitch and we love Boolean, kind of that excitement of trying new things and seeing how it works just gets infectious. And then you just kind of end up in a new rhythm of hunting. So does your tool, let's talk about your tool for a second then. then. Is it called Tooled Up Raccoons? Uh, absolutely. It's called Tooled Up Raccoons. Wow. That's such a great name. <laughs> A Very sense immature. of humor about Boolean as well. I mean, you have to, right? You have to. I think there's one thing you should definitely know about Mitch and I. I keep referring to Mitch. He's my husband. We co-founded the business together. We genuinely believe life is too short to be too serious. And it's way too short to waste time doing things that aren't fun. So we want to make sourcing fun again, make it sexy, make it that job that actually you go, I really want to do that because there is so much I can do with it. And hence, we named it Tooled Up Raccoons. And that was the end of that, really. And it's a Chrome extension? <laughs> so it's a Chrome extension. So it has a SaaS platform background that you can use. But ultimately, it's a little Chrome extension that follows you anywhere on the internet which means you can be going from any job board, any CRM, any social media platform. I don't care. These, this library of Boolean that you're creating can follow you. It has all the error detection built in. You can do collaboration and sharing with your team because let's be honest, sourcing can be a bloody lonely sport. Where in actual fact, if we all work together closer, our strings would become so much richer the quality of our searching would be so much better. And basically, we'd kick the ass of our competitors every day because we're actually playing together. And it also has the ability to update your words and your Boolean strings on the go. So like we referenced earlier, if you come across a candidate, you're like, you're amazing, or even a company that you want to play with, the technology allows you to highlight those words or single words, right-click and automatically add it into your Boolean string. So you're constantly evolving. So you're going to go from one word to 8,000 characters before you even know it because you're just making it light and easy to do. And that's what we're all about. 
And does it help you like automate the operators inside your Boolean string or do you have to add those yourself? So you add them in because obviously when it comes to use of operators and modifiers, you need to know where you need to place them. So where do you want to put your brackets? Where do you want it to be an or or an and or a not? But one of the things we're doing and we're actually launching on Monday, which is very exciting, that's the 19th of September. So depending when this podcast comes out, 19th of September is actually every client that goes on our technology stack also gets access to four live sessions a week with us. So we do technology training because let's see in the day, it's not your problem to learn the tech we need to teach you. On a Tuesday, I do a basics of Boolean live session. So it's a full hour, half an hour teaching, half an hour Q&A. So you can just throw questions at me about the basics. On a Wednesday, I do a live Q&A, which is basically you bring any questions you have for me, whether you want me to see a string, whether you've got platform questions, you come and ask. And then on a Thursday, I actually do an advanced Boolean training session. Again, it's live for 90 minutes and I come and teach you all the tips and tricks and expanding. So we basically it created Tool.Raccoons to give you that love, that support, that training, as well as the tech to really take your searching from, I've never done Boolean, what am I doing? To actually, I can totally have my shoulders back and I know how to do this properly. And that's what So you're saying in a week, you could become an expert in Boolean? Yeah. Well, I'll give you the tools to, then you have to go and play, but you can keep turning up for the weekly sessions to keep me pushing you along. But yeah. But to use, yeah, and to use your tool, the tool.raccoons Chrome extension, you do need to understand Boolean and how to write it properly. You need to understand the basics of it, absolutely, because otherwise you're not going to get what you want from the tool. But again, that's why we have the training program there. There's no point. And again, there's a lot of tech out there, right, that we all adopt because it looks all beautiful and shiny. But if you're not willing to roll your sleeves up and like try and learn and evolve yourself, it, the tech is never going to take that. It's never going to do it all for you. Yeah. And what does all of this cost, Gabby? So it's £300 per user per year. To have the Chrome extension and then all the support that you just talked about as yep, well. That, all that's comes all with thrown it. in. It's all together. You sign up. Merry Christmas. You get a two-week free trial on the tech. So while, during that two weeks, you get access to the basic Boolean training and the tech training. If you roll off and go, Gabs, I'm going to be here for the year, it's £300 plus obviously your tax per user per year. And you get access to the program. And you can attend those sessions as many times as you want throughout the year. So if you want a bit of a refresher, you can appear. I'm there. Right. That's what I'm there for. Are they recorded as well? Yeah. Yeah. We'll record all of them. And, and the other thing that came up in our pre-conversation, you were telling me, which, which I think is a very important part of all of this, is that once you've learned these skills, it really changes the way that you sit down and do an intake call with your client, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think I'm, again, this probably comes by the fact that I'm not a raw recruiter. Like I, recruitment hasn't been my background. I've kind of come in and gone, this process doesn't work. So my understanding of the process, and it might be subtly different for different people, is that obviously you get the job description and you'll go, okay, I understand what you want. You do your qualification call and you'll take all these notes and you put them in your CRM. And that is where they go to die. And the only time you ever call them back again is when a client goes, oh, but I said I wanted this. And you go, oh, hang on a minute. Let me get my CRM notes. Which ultimately, if you are not going to use that qualification call to add value to your hunt, you should stop. Absolutely stop. So the way I view it is you take your job description, you extract all your buzzwords, so your basic buzzwords, and get into your basic Boolean string. Then you start thinking like a candidate, start enriching it. And then when you get to a hiring manager call, you should be asking questions that build on top of your Boolean string. So for example, I don't know, 
I've got the word software engineer as a job title, for example. Are there any other variations of that title that you have seen from candidates who've come across your desk before? Ask them the question. Yes, you can go and Google it and you can go and pull out those job titles, but ask them. I mean, another brilliant one, and I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day, was if you got sacked today, Mr. Manager, where would you put your CV? Right? Simple question. Okay, those words in that answer aren't going to be put into your boolean string, but what they are going to do is they're going to flag to you where you should be going to start your hunt. Would they put it on LinkedIn Recruit? If the answer is no and they're putting it on GitHub or wherever the hell they're putting it, that leads your search. So every question you ask from that hiring manager should be fueling your Boolean string and should be fueling where you're going to initiate that search. Because if that's what they're thinking and that's what they're saying. Yeah. But it changes your mindset, doesn't it? When it comes to the intake call and the intake call is a big, big topic, which we can't completely cover here today. But from a Boolean perspective, it changes the way that you think and the questions you ask. And I imagine that the better you become a Boolean, the more interesting those conversations become because you understand the nuances of how you really get out there with Boolean and find, you know, those people who are desperately hard to find. Exactly. And to be fair as well, it adds on top of that because that when you're talking about words and acronyms and all this kind of great stuff, what you're actually showing the hiring manager is actually you have a greater depth of curiosity and understanding of the role you're hunting. If you're just taking the buzzwords and the titles, you're what I call a surface layer level recruiter. You're just, you're just, you're just going to fish up here. You're not going to find anything. The recruit, the hiring manager's like, oh, here we go again. Another person validating the word on the job title is software engineer. But if you come in and go, right, I've seen variations like this, 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 and this. And actually, I've also seen people with profiles that have this coding language and this coding language. Would you consider this? By you thinking more Boolean about how you construct your search triggers you to dig deeper into the sector, dig deeper into the job you're hunting and evidence to that manager, you know what you're talking about. And ultimately, when you get to the candidate call, you are far more articulate on what you're talking about because you got nosy from day one rather than going, oh, the job description says this. Merry Christmas. No, you're right. It's very much a part of the relationship development process with your client and with your candidate to have that level of expertise. Um, Is there any valid argument against Boolean? Because people do love, there's there's multiple sourcing platforms out there outside of LinkedIn Recruiter now and some really good ones have emerged and they've all got these sort of power filter capabilities. Is there any argument against Boolean for people who say, look, I just don't have time to do this and, you know, I'm just not techie enough to do it? Nope. No. <laughs> no, no. Like there is no excuse. I think with everything in life, I read, I read a quote the other day. The only difference between a billion dollar company and a million dollar company isn't that they're working any harder. They're just doing the right thing. And that to me absolutely was completely relevant to Boolean. I don't have time is because you are wasting time. If you actually sat there and went, how many times am I doing a filter? Okay. You're talking seconds. But then the output of a rubbish search is a lot of scrolling, a lot of contact. And I mean, people are using the URL, okay, on a LinkedIn search, like a sales nav search, to build into their automated messaging. Okay, so you have time to want to go and automate this. But if you've done a rubbish search, your automated messaging is going to be completely wrong, which means you're going to be contacted by contacting a hyper candidates who are irrelevant. You're going to have to handle all the pushback off the back of it. So actually, you're wasting loads of time by doing it wrong. And the argument about not being technical, again, comes back to the earlier point. For far too long, 
people talk about Boolean as if it is something that only the greatest maths minds can handle. It's utter rubbish. And I'll argue this every day of the week, that every single day, every single second of every day, in your head, you're running Boolean, right? So for example, this morning, when I got up this morning, I went and opened my wardrobe. When I opened my wardrobe, I asked myself, Gabby, do you want to wear trousers or a skirt? Well, there's my first <laughs> Boolean string. And then I looked at my tops and went, oh, I don't want to wear red today, but I do want to wear pink or orange. Again, all of a sudden, I've constructed a Boolean string based on my wardrobe choice for this morning. So you are all doing it. You do it when you go <laughs> for dinner. Hilarious. But no, when you go it. to dinner, what did you what do you do? When you sit in a restaurant, you go, the start to main dessert. Oh, do I do want Do I want chicken or, or do I want fish? Yep. Do I want the sauce? Do I not want sauce? Do I want ice cream or do I want clotted cream? You are every single day, every single thing you do in life, your brain is going, all this, all this, and I want this, but I don't want that. The only difference is you don't have to write it down, but that is all it is. So anyone out there who's watched a YouTube video or been on a training course that made it any more complicated than that, go and ask for your bloody money back because it's not more complicated than that. It's fun. It's exciting. And I don't know a single person who can't do it. The only reason they struggle to get over that mountain is getting through the lies that they got told by someone else about it being really hard. It's not. You do feel very passionately about I this, do, don't you? I do, I do. I can literally, I think I should get a soapbox and stand in the middle of London yeah. and just be like, you lot Speaker's are nutters. corner. <laughs> My God, could you imagine? Absolutely That's insane. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, so one more topic I wanted to just touch on briefly here, which you gave me permission to to ask you, which is the fact that you actually were dyslexic and and dyslexia and Boolean don't seem to be like the best you know, partners. How, how have you managed to overcome that? Do you know what? I actually think like Boolean has been amazing with my dyslexia because it's so logical, right? It's so logical. I walk through a platform and I can pull the words out that are appropriate. So one of the things I always struggled with when I first joined the world of recruitment, and even when I was starting to do sales, actually, do you know when you have to build the personas of the salespeople you're approaching? Oh, it's all very sexy, jazzy words. But ultimately, it ends up with a lot of words. You have lots of chunky paragraphs. And actually, the joys of Boolean allowed me to simply go, I want that word, that word, that word, those words, those words, those words, delete everything else. So actually, it silenced my page. And it focused me in on the words that mattered rather than the white noise that surrounded the message. And ultimately, a job description or an ad, like argue the difference between the two, is just a lot of words, which to me as a dyslexic, I'm like, well, tell me what you want and delete the other words because I don't really need the filler. I just want what I want. And that is exactly what Boolean did for me, was allowed me to find the words I wanted, delete the noise and then just focus on what I was playing with. And it was just, for me, it was like, I'm on it. I get it now. And it stopped being overwhelming. Fantastic stuff. So in closing here, now you've demonstrated your passion for Boolean. And I think this message has come out loud and clear from this podcast. <laughs> but how do you want to finish up here speaking to people who are still maybe on the fence about Boolean? I want to finish it off by just saying, don't be scared. Don't lurk in the shadows going, I don't know if it's for me or if it's not for me. 
come and talk to me. I am the most, literally, even you're going to contest to this, I will talk to anyone about anything. I can vouch for that. Yep, you can. (laughs) But if you're sitting on the edge, just come and connect with me on LinkedIn. Come and find me, message me, talk to me about it. Tell me what your concerns are and we'll walk through it together. And if it turns out it's not for you, that's absolutely fine. But don't sit there wandering. Come and ask the question and find out for sure whether it's something that's going to help you or not. Just take action. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Fantastic. What a great message. Well, this has been an incredible podcast. I've really enjoyed talking to you about Boolean, Gabby. And I'm actually going to go and run some Boolean on my fridge now because I'm not sure what I'm going to have for lunch. See, and, see, and if you then, could just write it down. Can you write it down yeah. and send it to me and I'll tweak it afterwards? <laughs> I would really, I really appreciate that. So that's going to be fun. Um, but brilliant stuff. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been amazing. And obviously, we're going to keep in close contact because we're best mates now. Obviously, we're Boolean addicts together. <laughs> yes, indeed. You've turned a non-addict into an addict. Um, so, you know, let's keep in touch and speak again soon. And thank you so much for coming along to Recruiting Trailblazers today. Thank you so much. Have a wicked evening. Okay, cheers. Cheers.